Two Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe with my brother, Coach Tony, here. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's going on, Joe? What's going on, everybody out there in T-Bomb land? I hope everyone is doing fantastic today. Joe, how are you doing today? Doing good, getting very, very busy. I, I wasn't going to say this, but I realized, you know, we're not doing this live. So by the time anybody hears this, uh, you know, it's not really going to matter. Getting all ready for vacation and, you know, yeah. So understand if you guys think I'm gone by the time you hear this, you're going to have a really unpleasant surprise if you try to break into my home or something thinking I'm not around. We're here. We're yeah. here. Uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> by the time um, you hear this, we're here. Uh, but <laughs> that said, uh, yeah, you know, it just, it's mass chaos in the house. We go, we go for a few weeks and, uh, you know, it's just getting everything ready, getting cars ready and getting the kids in order, and, you know, just mass chaos. Well, that's your, it's your one family vacation a year. And so, you know, yeah, that's, uh, it's longer than six or seven days. It's the one time you're heading out. And so, yeah, there's a lot more going on. Sure. Uh, so I get it. Uh, I myself will have just been, you know, getting back. Uh, but uh, um, so, folks, what we're what we're saying here, and I think we've said this before, we record uh, four to five weeks in advance. Uh, we try to stay ahead of the game with everything. So sometimes we seem maybe a little dated when we're, when we're talking. We try to make sure we we let you guys know, you know, uh, if we we're talking about what a what a hot summer it is. And it's August when we're recording the show. And then the show airs in October. You guys may be thinking to yourself, what are they talking about right now? But um, obviously the reason why is because we're five or six weeks ahead of schedule. Um, so there's that. Uh, not that anybody cares. But um, uh, I, there's a quick note we want to make before we continue on today with today's show. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I'd already told you about this, uh, mm-hmm. Joe. But um, – yeah. Every now and then we get uh, we get ahead of ourselves and we, we might do some math wrong or uh, we may uh, say something that from what we've read uh, and then we are corrected by people who uh, have that knowledge to correct us in the situation. And so we always make sure. As soon as possible. So you guys know that we did the ketogenic shows. We did two of them. And uh, we talked about ketone strips. And in that show, when we were talking about ketone strips and trying to figure out and measure, uh, there were three different ways you can measure uh, whether or not you're in ketosis and for how long. And when we were talking about the ketone strips, I had mentioned from several articles that I read that what it seemed like to me when I was reading it, it didn't seem like it, it was what they were saying in these articles. You had to order ketone strips. You couldn't just purchase them from the local stores. And uh, that show aired not that long ago. And immediately uh, a pharmacist uh, who has been a pharmacist for approximately 25 years or more and uh, a very close friend of mine for 35 years or more texted me and he said, dude, You can actually uh, indeed get the ketone strips from most pharmacies, and if they don't have them, they can order them for you and have them delivered as quickly as the next day. So uh, thanks to Ron Zetz, uh, the pharmacist I'm speaking of, because uh, he listens to the show which we are grateful for that as well. It's sort, of our, it's sort of our unofficial editor, actually. Yeah, he uh, actually, he's, he's caught several things now. <laughs> he's yeah. got a few things for us, but it's good to have a pharmacist on our side, certainly. Yeah, so, I mean, if we ever hit it, you know, if this ever goes, uh, if this show gets bigger and bigger, maybe we have to hire him on staff. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> so, Ron, if you're listening to this show, um, keep that in mind. Uh, uh, in you know later shows, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he picks up on that stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah. thank you and again. I- of course, I was going off of my limited information. Again, I tried keto there for a little while, and you know, uh, it, it was only for a couple months. I really didn't give it much uh, thought. I just went based off of what I did. You know? Right. So I wouldn't have known any different either. So. Right. So that being said, that was an important note to let everybody know who does uh, the ketogenic diet that they don't have to order it. They can literally go to their local pharmacy and get them. So the ketone strips. So that being said, let's move on. And let's talk a little bit about our favorite part of the show. I always say R, even though it's my. Um, I think Joe likes it too. He's he, he doesn't want to admit it, I don't think, but he likes this part of the show as well. I've always, I've always been more of a 90s guy, but that's okay with you know, 80s. Yeah. I grew up there too. Right. Well, when we're talking about music, okay. When we're talking, yeah. I, hey, <laughs> the 90s had some, some – okay, this is my opinion, folks, and I'm right here. Uh, the <laughs> 90s had – some good music in the sixties had had the sixties had some classic music, you know, oh, yeah. the fifties were great. I can't even, I can't take nothing away from the fifties. Fifties had great music. Um, uh, I'm sorry, the seventies and the eighties. I know I, maybe I'm being biased because it's when I grew up, but, and you did too, for the most part, but sure. that is just the greatest music. And, and a lot of people will argue with me that eighties were the worst, was the worst music ever. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but why does everybody get stuck in the eighties then? Why do we have eighties parties? Why do, yeah. uh, why do radio stations have, uh, eighties weekends? And because sure. the music was fantastic, it's nostalgic, it's great music. And I'm talking all genres from rap to R and B to the, you know, the invasion, the European invasion, you know, the rock and roll uh, yeah. European invasion and new wave yep. music and, and all that stuff. So fears for fears. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, it was, it was great music. And uh, that being said, Notice I didn't even mention generation Z. I'm sorry. We'll have a conversation about that some other time. Um, but that being said, there was also some horrible music, uh, in in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I thought, I, you know, I thought to myself, let's go with and and we're really limiting ourselves here, but we've got a lot of important things to talk about today. So so let's let's limit this to the five worst songs of the 1980s. The five worst. Now, when I say the five worst, yes, there was there was 500 horrible songs from the 80s, but. These are the five that I could come up with at the top of my head, uh, just thinking about it. And, and so let's let's just get started with it. Number five, Mr. Roboto. Now, before I get jumped here, before I get jumped here, I love sticks. Love them. But Dennis DeYoung, what in the world were you guys thinking about when you wrote this song? I, I believe I read actually I believe I read that Tommy Shaw. Um, the other, yeah, I don't want to say the backup singer because Tommy Shaw was, was, uh, was an integral part of the, the, the vocals as well as guitar playing. Um, but I, from what I understand, he was irritated with that song and it caused major rifts within the band itself. And actually at one point, I believe Dennis DeYoung left the band, uh, and Tommy Shaw stayed, or was it the other way around? I don't know, but Anybody who remembers Domo Wori Gato, Mr. Roboto, that was sticks going in a completely different direction, and I'm glad they didn't stay there. Uh, that was by far one of the worst songs, but yet when it comes on, I don't care if you hate it or not, you know the words of the song. Uh, and so maybe maybe you have to, maybe Dennis DeYoung saying, yeah, but you sing the song every time it comes on the radio, don't you? So 
I, I, you know, okay, one to Dennis there, I guess. I don't know, but I hated the song. Number four, number four, get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> now, somehow this was my class song, class of 1988, Camel Memorial High School, Camel, Ohio. I have no clue, okay, who picked it and who voted for it because I didn't get the option. I didn't vote for it, but whoever was on our yearbook staff, somebody in that yearbook staff voted for this song and put it in there, and I still to this day have no answers. I ask about it at class reunions. I ask about it on Facebook, and nobody knows who the individual is who picked this Billy Ocean number right here. And Billy Ocean had a couple of good songs, but Get Out of My Dreams and Into My Car was one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's just me. That's just my opinion. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to get to number three. Lady in Red. I didn't care for the song at all. Uh, it was a whiny song. It, it wasn't appealing to me. And that's all I got. That's all I'm going to say about the song. I don't even remember who sang it. And I'm moving on. Number two. And this is going to get this is going to get some people wound up from the <laughs> 80s. This is going to get people wound up, maybe. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Dexie's Midnight Runners is what I want to say. What? Uh, uh, the song annoyed me, okay? It, it just did. And I think maybe the reason why is they played this song all damn day long. And I mean, it was on constantly. It was on MTV constantly. It was literally one of the 10 songs every hour on MTV. And do I know the words? I do. Do I sing it? <laughs> I do. Because I, I don't, and so again, I got to give it to them. Because even though I don't like the song, I end up singing the song when it's on. It's, I, it's I, sort of, it's sort of the, it's a small world after all. It's yeah, the, uh, <laughs> it is and of the eighties. So, <laughs> you know, and and and, and I, you know, what? I'll go with a two-way tie here. Actually, mm-hmm. do you remember uh, Taco hanging on the Ritz? No, because that's not the name of the song, but you're very close. What, 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 is it? what is the name I'm, of the I'm song? I'm looking at the script, and, and, and I, you got ahead of yourself. Little hint, little hint uh, uh, for everybody of what's coming next. But uh, not hanging on the Ritz, putting on the Ritz. It was actually oh. Fred Astaire originated that back in the 30s. Shame on you, Fred. Yeah, he originally, well, it was, it was classy in the thirties. Uh, it went to his dance number and it was, you know, it was a, it was a great song. I assure you it sounded nothing like taco and, and it had a lot less racism in it. Um, looking at the taco video nowadays, I believe at one point, some of the backup dancers are in blackface. Um, I don't think that's, that's not going to work nowadays. No, no, no. no, Taco is, yeah, that's not a good, good video for, for these days for sure. I wonder if that's why I I don't really hear that song anymore, but then again, I completely tuned it out to the point where I don't even know the, the, I think he was, I think what he was shooting for there again, it was the 1930s. And that was something that, you know, I mean, racism was a whole other thing back then. Not to say it was ever okay, but that sort of thing was on TV. And I think he was trying to mimic, uh, you know, like, like that era yeah, and, and the yeah. style of, of, uh, sure. uh you yeah. know, uh, not actors, the uh, entertainers. And right. so, but it, it was today, acceptable. Yeah. It was yeah, acceptable yeah. back then. It's not acceptable today in yeah, any way, shape not. or form. Right. So, so I get that. And I, it was, put, like yeah, it. but it was putting on the Ritz, not hanging yeah. on the Ritz. And I don't, they could put it on the back burner because I couldn't yeah. stand, I couldn't stand <laughs> that song. So, and you're right. I, I did kind of jump now. I'm going to get serious here and not because we're getting ready to talk about sugar, but that's how much I can't stand this number one most hated song of my entire life. And 
for all you ladies between the age of 40 and 55, you're going to get really upset with me. I probably am going to need bodyguards. I probably will need, well, I'm not that, we're not that popular yet, but if this show ever gets that popular, um, I probably am putting my life on the line here. But the number one most hated song by me, the most ridiculous song I've ever heard. And no, I'm not jealous because I want to be them. Please quit saying that. That drives me nuts. Okay. (laughs) Hanging tough by the new kids on the block. What in the world is going on with this song? All right. I, I feel like I want to say, let's just move on before I collapse from talking about the song. My sister is listening to this and laughing because she was the leader of their fan club. I remember one time getting into an argument with my sister to the point where I took the new kids on the block poster on her door and ripped it into shreds. That was worth two weeks in my room, by the way. Was that- maybe, maybe that's why I'm so irritated, but she was Listen. a Donnie Wahlberg. Wasn't she a big Donnie Wahlberg? I think it was Donnie Wahlberg. And I'm going to stop now because I know their names. And that's yeah, yeah, not saying yeah. much for me. Well, you know what? I don't know all their names. <laughs> I, Donnie Wahlberg, I only know those me, two, really. Let me break this down real quick, okay, for the new kids on the block fans, okay? Joey, um, I can't remember his last name. The youngest one. Yeah, the little I kid. Think he, uh, yeah, I think, he, uh, I think he has a great voice. I really do. When he was younger and when he was older, I can't think of the songs he sings, but I heard yeah, him sing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jordan Knight had a good voice. Oh, okay. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> um, Donnie Wahlberg is a fantastic actor. If you've seen him in, in uh, Ransom, um, in The Sixth uh, Sense, he was good fantastic. Ones. Yeah, uh, and, and several other movies. He is a good actor. He really is, and that's where he needs to stay. Him and Mark are both good actors, Wahlberg. But uh, the other two guys, I don't know their names. I don't even understand the purpose uh, of what they were doing in the – I think one of them was related to Jordan Knight. I think that's his brother. Uh, I don't even know – I don't know his name. I don't know the other guy's name. I don't – Hanging Tough, We're Rough. Who who wrote this song? Uh Oh, 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 we're hanging tough. We're rough. What? I don't even. Okay, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even gonna. I, I, got <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I got the lyrics in front of me. I'm not even gonna read them. I'm irritated as it is, just talking about. I, I, yes, I truly listen. Boy bands, okay. Boy bands, best one I've ever that I that I put there. New edition. That's the best boy band I've ever in my new edition. Uh, then I'm going to go with, I'm going to put, yeah, I, I, I like in sync and I, I like, I like Backstreet Boys. I really do. I like both of them. And, and I, I used to love boys to men and the Jackson five. And I'll even put the Osmonds in there and ask Marie to step aside for a second. And you know, who else I'll put in front of new kids on the block, the Partridge family. And they're not even a boy band. I'll listen to Danny Bonaducci every day of the week before I'll listen to new kids on the block. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm done. Let's move on. Oh my okay. goodness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I need sugar. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
Uh, that all being said, it sounds like fun time is over here, kids. Where am I? Uh, uh, okay, we're going to get serious, though, as we start to talk about the uh, uh, biggest culprits pushing the nutritional decline we have faced for a very long time now. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor, and when we come back, we'll start the conversation about sugar. Stay here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. Uh, we did a blood pressure test during the commercial break and everything is back to normal. Now I'm breathing and, uh, it's time to talk about something, uh, like Joe said, that is definitely one of the biggest culprits in, in our nutritional agenda. Uh, it has been for a long, long time, uh, not forever because it was really, uh, even though it was around, you know, 60, 70 80 years ago, it wasn't uh, consumed the way it has been consumed over the last 40 plus years. And so um, this is something that can get my blood pressure going again. But I I have a a way that I want to actually uh, have you guys thinking about about this. So so if you can remember um, the movie A Christmas Story, which I assume 90 percent of our listeners have have seen 20 times each. Um, Christmas Eve alone. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so we can look at uh, last week's uh, nutritional culprit, which was high fructose corn syrup, as Grover Dill, the evil toady, if you can remember, yeah. and this week's culprit as Scott Farkas, the and bully. Yellow, he yeah. had yellow eyes. Dear yeah, God, yellow eyes. Yellow eyes, and 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 that would be sugar. Okay, so if sugar and HFCS were to get together, these are the two characters in the movie that I would I would put them in in place of so many. You know, so many ask the question, what are the differences between the two? In all actuality, it is the similarities that should be focused on because the differences between the two are, are, you know, they're borderline non-existent. Well, simply put, they are both equally a nutritional nightmare. So here are some interesting facts that people need to be aware of when it comes to sugar and sugar consumption. Now, human beings can consume the following amounts of added sugar per day. What are added sugars, you may ask, okay, before we even move forward? Sugars that are just that, added. They are not natural, ladies and gentlemen. Food manufacturers add them to products such as sodas, juices, cookies, and candy. Some foods have natural sugars, not added sugars, such as fruit and veggies. I want to list just a few names you may see in the ingredients on the box or the bag that you are looking to purchase that are indeed sugars that are added or, again, added sugars. Names such as... Real quick, I'm sorry before you get into that. Yeah. Last week we even discussed this where I said, you know, they, it says total sugars. This is actually where we came up with the idea ah, to yes. discuss nutritional uh, labels. You know, they say total sugars, but we don't know, <laughs> you know, which one is the is the natural and which ones are the added because it just says total. Right. But but here's where it gets important when you name the names such as, go ahead. Such as, and, and, and remember, I'm not naming all of them. There's more than 61. Sure. Um, so uh, dextrose. Uh, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, sucrose, brown sugar, malt syrup, and, and listen, 
That's just a few of them that you need to be cautious of. Like I just said, there are more than 61 hidden names in the ingredients on food packages you may find which are hidden sugars. And that's why this is going to be more than one show because we're going to talk about all of these over time. All right. Yeah. This is a, and this is a journey for sure. One thing to add there, there's one other name I want to make sure that gets out there because it almost comes off like an organic, healthy sugar. Okay. And that's cane sugar. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know? absolutely. Because uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like, well, it comes from the cane. It's, it's natural. It's a, no, it's, it's sugar, just the same. It's it's just as unhealthy, and everything that we're talking about here applies to it as well. But anyways. It's funny you said that, too, because people will ask me about that. Yeah, they, sure. They, they, they be, and for the very reason that what you just said, mm-hmm. uh, sounding organic, sounding like maybe a cleaner version, uh, so on and so forth. Well, let me show you how clean sugar is. According to the American Heart Association, Okay, according to the AHA, there should be no more than six teaspoons of added sugar per day consumed by women. So that would equal approximately 25 grams. Nine teaspoons of added sugar per day consumed by men. So that would be approximately 38 grams of sugar. Mm -hmm. And finally, no more than three to six teaspoons of added sugar per day consumed by children, depending on their age. So that's going to be anywhere between 12 and 25 grams. And obviously, the reason there's a variance there is when you're talking about age. Um, your eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old may be able to consume a little more in terms of how many teaspoons as, as opposed to your four-year-old. Um, right. right. And especially when you take an activity level, like you look at CJ, basketball morning till night. Right. Uh, and that's a good point to make. How, however, the average human, are you ready for this? The average human takes in how many teaspoons of added sugar per day, folks? I'm going to give you a chance here. The Jeopardy music's playing. I want you to try and take a guess. I'm going to give you about three seconds here. According to the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, the eighth edition, 17. Not six teaspoons, not nine teaspoons, not between three and six teaspoons, 17 teaspoons of sugar a day. That is close to 72 grams per day of added sugar. Or when looking at it over a 12-month period, 57 pounds of added sugar consumed per year per person. That is a nightmare. Now, that is a figure that was recorded a couple years ago. It has gotten worse since then. Times are changing. Let me go back to a number that we didn't give from last week's show on high fructose corn syrup, Grover Dill, right? Mm. 10 years ago, again, again, listen to me. 10 years ago, we were consuming 63 pounds of high fructose corn syrup per person per year. That is absolutely insane. I wanted to add that in there, not only because we forgot last week, but to now point out to you the amount of sugar we are taking in per person per year, both with the consumption of added sugars, high fructose corn syrup, uh, high fructose corn syrup in this country that we are adding into our diet, okay, every day, every week, every month, every year. Mm-hmm. Now, going a step further, according again to the AHA, 
the American Heart Association, the average American consumes 152 pounds of sugar, not added, sugar per year. Sugar. Anybody still trying to figure out why we are dealing with the obesity problem pandemic we have in the world? Not just this country, the world. And, you know, Tony, I think uh, an interesting point here, too, is you'll get a lot of people that figure, well, I, I don't eat that many sweets. I don't eat that. And mm. they don't, I, I think what they don't understand or what they, they fail to realize, I, I'm quite certain they, they understand, but what, what a lot of us fail to realize when we're eating food, before I started getting into the whole nutritional label thing, it's not about the sweet stuff, just the sweet stuff. There's sugar and high fructose corn syrup and almost everything. What? And if you're not paying attention, you're consuming it. You know, what do, what do, you know, that show's coming, right? Mm -hmm. That show, we keep talking about it. What do food manufacturers use to disguise the sweet taste of sugar in a lot of different foods? Um, Salt. Oh yeah. Salt. Sure. Sure. So you think it's a salty, you know that, you know that fight we have in our brain, salt and sweet, salt and Mm -hmm. sweet, got some salt. Now I need some sweet. Well, what people don't understand is even in the salt, you're getting sweet. You're getting sweet. Yep. It's just and, it's, been, yeah, it's disguised with sodium. Sure. And and the thing is, is the more we're taking in, the more we're and we're going to get into this after after this rule. We're going to take another real quick break, uh, but we're going to get into how sugar, uh, how, how we become addicted to it, um, not even realizing it. Because, again, if you don't realize that you're even taking it in in the first place, how do you know that it's having any effect on on your brain? Um, you know, to begin with. So, real quick, we're going to take that quick break, and then when we come back, we'll get into specifically why sugar is bad for us. Welcome back, everybody. There are many reasons sugar is bad for you. Many reasons. Uh, probably too many to possibly even come close to listing in this show unless everybody has six hours on their hands. So, that being said, let me get started right out of the gate with number one sugar has empty calories. Now, we've mentioned this before, right, Joe? And there are no essential nutrients in sugar. You are taking in calories, yes. Their benefit to your body operating efficiently are zero. There is no benefit. Sugar also, as we move forward, is high in fructose, which is bad for your liver. Remember, we talked about high fructose corn syrup in detail last week. Fructose simply is poison. It is not good for the body when consumed, this is important, when consumed in excess. Our episode coming up in the near future will break down fructose, glucose, and sucrose and really hammer home the reason scientists and doctors say so many negative things about fructose as decades of research now reveal. It's not that fructose is bad in small quantities, Okay, which, again, we're going to talk about fruit Mm -hmm. because everyone always says, well, it's in fruit. Right. And and then they're saying it right now, but it's in fruit. And again, we're going to touch on that fructose. Matter of fact, let me even though we're going to do an entire show about, like I said, about those three fructose, glucose and sucrose. Let me just touch on this real quick. Mm -hmm. Fructose is indeed in fruit, folks. Simple point I'm going to make here for the purpose of this show, this show. Driving it home for another episode in the near future, though. Here's a simple statement. Yes, fructose is in fruit, but not in excess, which makes it much better to consume, let alone the fact fruits are whole foods packed with so many different nutrients which benefit the body. 
uh, Tony, I, one more thing, one more thing just to add in there as well. Not only is it a whole food in, in, you know, it has, uh, uh, so many more of the, of the nutrients. Uh, one of those main ones being fiber, the fiber makes all the difference on the effect that it has on the liver. Uh, the fructose has on the liver. Uh So when you're consuming the fruit, it's the fiber that helps slow down, I believe, the digestion and and makes it to where the liver has an easier time processing it. Something along those lines. Yes. Something will get a little bit more deeper in it. But I know that it has uh, a bit to do with fiber. Right. It has a lot to do with fiber. Uh, And and so Joe's giving you uh, a sneak peek uh, into that show and why fructose in fruits certain fruits especially. And it's also, like I said, there's there's not as much fructose in fruits as you will find in yeah. other foods that are, you know, um, in abundance Actually, with it, right? Uh, okay. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. So sugar, yeah, here's, here's the thing that you just talked about earlier. Sugar right. is highly addictive, all right? Just giving another reason. It releases massive amounts of dopamine. Now, I can ask you what is dopamine, but a lot of people already know what that is. It's the same exact chemical. We've actually talked about this before. It's the same exact chemical released in your body between nerve cells, which makes you feel a more pleasurable feeling, so to speak. The same feeling a smoker gets, an alcoholic gets, a gambler gets when they're engaging in any of those unfortunate, less healthy activities. Sugar gives an individual a high that makes them wanting more and more and more. Hey, you know, it's yeah, I wanted to dive a little deeper in there too. Uh, sure. Real quick. Yeah. So what happens is, um, well, here, I'll just, I'll start with this. A while ago, I did my own research presenting it on a, on a vlog that I had a few years back called Keep Pushing Through. Yes. I- don't, don't bother even looking for it to our listeners. It's, it's, it's long gone by now, but mm. Uh, just saying sugar is addictive, although that, of course that's very true, doesn't really drive home just how it is. So people hear addiction and again, they think, oh, well, that's for the weak-minded people, not me. Well, here's the deal. You have a little sugar and the brain releases that dopamine. It's no biggie once in a while, right? I mean, we're talking about moderation here, right? Right. Okay. So keep doing it and the brain adapts to these dopamine dumps. It actually creates more space for the dopamine, Okay, Uh, Hmm. so this means you need more in order to get that pleasure sensation. Yeah. Good, good. Here's a big question. Ever crave carbs? That's your brain feeding for a fix. The fact is a lot, not all, but a ton of people are addicted to sugar. They don't even know it. By the way, guess what else? It blocks the hormone that tells our brain when we're full. Now we're in a full cycle of craving and eating sugary foods. But sure, you're not addicted. Ever say, I'll just have one Oreo and then grab four since you're already in the package? Listen, you don't, <laughs> you know, whoever's yeah. listening to this, you don't have to prove yourself to us here, folks. It's just you listening and deciding what's what. If it doesn't apply and it may not, then carry on. But if it I, does, uh, uh, I've been there and I have to tell you that I feel your pain because, you know, that definitely applied to me. But that's it. I'm done. That's my part. <laughs> that's my piece. Well, 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 so listen, so listen, the reason sure. why I laughed, uh, we've said this in the very beginning. We're going to be completely transparent. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend to be that trainer. I don't I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I despise those those trainers. I uh, I I. I they're not realistic. They really I, they're isn't. not realistic. And they, no. they say things and then they're in the dark in the corner and they're underwear sure. eating donuts and cookies sure. and they don't want anybody. I don't know why they're in the dark in the corner of their underwear. I don't uh-huh. know. If but but, but, but <laughs> the, per, the, the meaning this, they're hiding 
from everybody. Right. And, and don't, don't tell me you never eat a piece of cake or, and then, and then you're jumping all over your clients and this and that. I am the first to tell you the reason I laughed. I just did that the other day. Oh, sure. did, I, did I eat the whole bag of cookies? No, but I took one Oreo out of the, out of the bag. And the next thing you know, I ate three. And did well, I see, eat any more than three? No, but I he, ate two more than I, I wanted to. I wish that I could do that. See, my problem is I'll eat those five. And then yeah, I always think back to, back to that movie Jaws, you know, when he talks about how their eyes roll over white. That's me. <laughs> I just go into a trance and anything that is sweet, I will start grabbing handfuls of, of chocolate chips. Yeah. I will start grabbing anything that is chocolate. I would, listen, If given the option, I would have chocolate dipped in chocolate served with chocolate. I think the majority of listeners are getting you. They, they are getting you. I know one person. I know one person personally who does not eat sugar. And she literally, I mean, for the, I, when I, folks, when I tell you she doesn't eat sugar, it's a good friend of mine. Um, wow. We've been friends probably as long as, as me and the pharmacist have been friends close to it, uh, close to it. And, and she has, she literally does not eat sugar. Uh, there is always going to be some added sugars in some of the food she eats, but she does not, she does not add sugar to anything. And she does not eat products that say sugar, 16 grams. No, she doesn't touch it. Uh, other than her, I know nobody who doesn't have this problem. Right. Yeah, it is something. And I, I put it in when we talk about later. Um, I know you, you you have some solutions to help folks along, but one of the main things, just because you brought up the grams, I typically what I'll do in my foods, uh, nine grams or less. It's got to be in the single digits. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. and that's per mil or what have you. It, it, I'm probably under the uh, under the 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 um, recommended. Amount. Daily uh, yeah. If if I'm not, I'm slightly over, and I'm not really worried about it. Again, uh, my blood work speaks to me and says I'm just fine when it comes to, to A1C and, and everything else that, right. that's going on there. But that's kind of just my rule of thumb. I stay in the single digits with anything that I have, uh, as far as you know the sugars that it says in the nutrition label. But all right. But anyway, so uh, I know you had a little bit more that you wanted to say about obesity in children yeah with, uh, well, sugar, which is it, obvious but it, it's it's something that that we need to pay attention to um i have kids you know and so mm-hmm. you have kids everyone has kids and it, it's always a concern um always a concern um sugar is a leading cause of obesity in both children and adults you heard me speak earlier when I was giving statistics found in very reputable journals and studies as far as how much sugar we are consuming individually per year. People are gaining anywhere from 15 to 40 pounds per year in sugar consumption and added sugars alone. Just to drink mm-hmm. one 20-ounce bottle of soda per day can lead to up to a consumption of 17 teaspoons of sugar in that one bottle. Do you remember when, we don't remember this, our parents, our parents, for anybody who was my age, Joe's age, Mm -hmm. our parents used to be taken by their parents down to the local stores and shops to have a, I believe, a six and a half, half ounce bottle of Coca-Cola uh, on the weekends as uh, Dr. 
uh, Lutwig puts uh, a, admirably in one of his uh, speeches in one of his shows that he where he talks about this. Mm-hmm. I think it was six and a half ounce bottles. That's what they were back then. So I'm thinking in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, maybe. Suddenly, that bottle became what? 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. Then that bottle became 16 ounces. Then that bottle became 20 ounces. The standard bottle you buy out of a vending machine now is a 20-ounce bottle. But, folks, let me ask you a question. How many servings are in that bottle? Is it one serving? No. It's two and a half. As I said, isn't it two and a half? Yeah. It's two and a half. How many people use that bottle for two and a half servings, meaning that it takes you two and a half days to drink that bottle? (laughs) How many? I could tell you this. I work with guys that drink two 20-ounce bottles of Mountain Dew per day. That's five servings. You're talking anywhere between 170 and 200-plus grams of sugar a day just in those two bottles of Mountain Dew. (laughs) Americans, on average, are consuming 50 gallons of soda and sugary drinks per year. Sugary drinks, it's getting so far out of hand, it's not even funny. It's a leading culprit. The link is especially strong in children when it comes to sports drinks and sugar-sweetened beverages. Each additional daily serving is associated with a 60% increase, 60% increased risk of weight gain leading to obesity. You know, so people are asking themselves, well, do you guys, what, what, what is your recommendation here? Or, you know, how do you handle this situation? And, and yeah, so I, I came up with, you know, four, four different situations or four different um, answers to that question. And that does not mean it's the only four solutions. Again, listening to this show, you're going to get solutions to problems all the time. So we're going to talk about four today. And three or four shows from now, you're going to hear me talk about five other ones. And so that's why you have to follow the journey. But some simple solutions to get yourself away from this craziness, um, this sugar high that we have, this, mm-hmm. this particular craving we have when we talk about, you know, the dopamine and, and how it affects, you know, the brain and why it's making us crave um, this particular, what we said, uh, empty caloric intake of a nutritional nightmare. Uh, limiting soft drinks and sports drinks to a minimum is, is absolute necessity. So folks, here's my idea of when a child or yourself should be drinking a soft drink. It should even be happening once a week, to be honest with you. And the reason why is because they've decided to put these drinks in way larger containers now. So if you listen to, um, this gentleman speak, Dr. Lustig, um, I got that right, right, Dr. Lustig. Yeah. Um, you're just a fantastic, fantastic doctor. Uh, you really should Google him and, and listen to what he has to say about all of this. But the problem is, is that the containers get larger and larger. As a matter of fact, he has a colleague, Dr. Lustig does, it, that lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. And they don't only have the big gulp down there, which is, uh, they have the Texas size big gulp, which I believe he said was, was it 40 some ounces or was it 60 some ounces? I can't remember. I mean, just ridiculous size. And you're drinking that in one serving. So my idea is this, 
it has to be an extremely special occasion to have a soft drink. Um, if there's a certain food that you like to have a soda with, pizza. Pizza being uh, a treat, all right, for, you know, you've been doing great all week with your eating and or, or two weeks go. Well, you know what? I haven't I haven't had any pop either. And so I'm going to have one glass of pop. Folks, make sure you have certain cups set aside for pop, which means certain plastic cups where you're going to take that 20 ounce bottle. You're going to fill up that eight ounce cup of pop and you're going to put the 20 ounce bottle away back in the refrigerator. (laughs) It becomes a habit. Yes. Uh, I was a pop addict. I've said this in so many different shows now. Um, I had a pop over Joe's Sunday. Uh, yeah. We don't need to know what the date was or anything like that. I had a pop <laughs> a over cookout. Joe's. We had a, we had a little cookout. That's all. Right. And so um, 10 years ago, I would have had six pops over Joe's. I had one pop, and I don't even think I finished it, and I don't care. <laughs> you will wean yourself off of loving soda. You will wean yourself off of that and drinking eight ounces with your pizza or your spaghetti or the little bowl of chips you're going to have will mm-hmm. not be a problem. Nope. So I say, if you're going to do that cheat window, do it all right there, mm-hmm. right then and there. And you know what made me not care about pop so much more is the second thing. It's real simple. I've said this a million times. Drink more water. Simple as that. Limit the amount of sugary drinks to one or two smaller servings, right? 20-ounce bottle, knock it down to eight ounces, Mm -hmm. have that cup that you use for your pop. It's that simple. Until you get into a habit where you don't need to drink the whole bottle of pop. It doesn't even bother you. Sometimes you're pouring pop out from that one cup because you just want a little fix and you're done. And it doesn't even bother you. I'm telling you there's a transformation process here over a period of time. You don't want that pop like that anymore. You don't need that pop like that anymore. I'm Antonio, telling you. I, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, when it comes to drinking the water, now I've noticed for me personally, like, and I've said before, the alternatives that I use for for soda, if I'm going to have a, a piece of pizza, is that the ice drinks, they don't actually have antioxidants. They don't have any uh, high fructose corn syrup or sugar uh-huh. in them. Uh, it, you know, it works, but whichever. Uh, aside from that, when I'm drinking water, um, especially if I know I'm going to have one of those later in the day, uh, you know, we recently got these 32 ounce bottles of water, you know, you refill them sure, and they have a built in straw. Why is it when you drink your water through a straw that the bottle it's empty, it's empty. It's just always empty. It just seems like it, it goes so much quicker when you're just doing it through a straw, as opposed to trying to gulp it down wholeheartedly. Have you I ever could, noticed that? Is I could that honestly ever- tell you, and I, again, I'm going to tell you when I understand and know the answer, and I'm going to tell you when I don't. I have no idea uh, why um, drinking it through a straw. The, uh, I mean, if I had to think about it, you may drink it faster because you're not drinking as much at once. So you're able to swallow more water quicker. And then that aspect, you're able to drink more water in one gulp in one serving in one actual movement of uh, bottle to mouth straw to mouth uh, that was the first thing that came to my mind i literally don't know why that is but i both got one and we both said the same thing it's crazy almost every time we turn around this bottle's empty and they're 30 34 ounce bottles so i mean i drink three of those a day (laughs) you know and and it's not a problem 
I mean, I'm in the bathroom every 15 minutes, but you know, nonetheless. Uh, uh, but it, it, I mean, it's an easy way to get an ample amount of water in your body every day. That's that really is my point. So let me tell you what I was just thinking when you said that. And again, I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. Um, for the same reason that it's not just the nicotine all the time when it comes to the cigarettes, mm-hmm. it's the motion of the hand to mouth. Sure. And smoking a cigarette. It's the actual feeling of having that cigarette in your hand and bring it to your mouth. It could be the same reason when it comes to a straw and water. Maybe the mind is equating the straw to pop. And so you're drinking more water through the straw than you do when you actually drink it out of the bottle. It sounds crazy, but it's me trying to figure out a reason why, because now I'm extremely interested in that. Yeah. And and I'm saying, I I don't know either. I just know it works. So, you know, for those of you out there like, oh, okay, well, yeah, no, seriously, give it a try. Folks, do your research, find out. I don't know the answer. (laughs) Yeah. It is the oddest thing, but it's it's definitely helpful, especially if you're not a big, you know, you you don't really like the water thing. I, I get it, believe me, but yeah. It does get easier through the day for sure. So we, we've talked about, you know, about how to limit your soft drinks, you know, to, to that eight ounce cup we talk about and so on and so forth. Wing your way off of it. We talked about drinking more water. Use that straw idea, folks. That straw idea that, 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 uh, that Joe just brought up using the straw. And see how it works out. See how it works out for you. That's number two. Uh, number three. And Joe actually brought this up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't bring up the protein part, but he brought up the fiber foods. Uh, feeling less hungry, feeling more satiated. Both protein and fiber make you feel more satiated. Less hungry, you know, and that helps with that whole effect of not wanting to eat anymore and feeling satisfied. Therefore, maybe you could take your mind off of the sugary food for a split second and work your way off of winning yourself off of that for good over a long period of time Mm -hmm. and using it only in a part of the day or a part of the week or part of the month where you feel it's time to treat yourself. So here's another one. I don't want to say um, last but not least, but because there's so many more out there besides these four. Being more active and avoiding boredom. You say, well, that's easy to say. I mean, that's really, that's your answer. Well, folks, if it's easy, then why aren't we doing it, right? Because it's easier said than done. Get up and get moving. Get up and get moving. It's that simple. The more active you are, the less bored you are, the more activities you have to do, the more filled your schedule is, and you're not just sitting there in front of the TV watching the Kardashians, (laughs) the less chance you have of eating the wrong foods. Social cues, another episode coming to a podcast near you soon. Oh, yeah. And then a fifth one, like I said earlier, uh, what I do is what, what, any foods I'm eating, I make sure that the sugar content, again, is in the single digits when I look on the uh, nutritional label. But sure. all right. So so let's 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 sum this whole show up and uh, give a quick preview to what next week is going to be about as well. So sugar, when compared to high fructose corn syrup, is much more similar than different in terms of being unhealthy for our bodies. Food companies use added sugar in their products in the forms of more than 61 different names, dextrose, sucrose, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, and malt syrup are just a few examples of added sugar in foods such as soda, juice, and cookies. On average, we are taking in 57 pounds of added sugar per year per person, far exceeding the average 30 grams of sugar per day recommended by the American Heart Association. In addition, we take in an average of 152 pounds of sugar a year, which is not the same as added sugar. 
put it all together, and we're consuming approximately 200 pounds of sugar per year, creating what should be a global pandemic in and of itself. As we've said before, sugar is empty calories, meaning it has zero nutritional value. It does not mean the calories simply do not count. Sugar is also high in fructose, which is bad for your liver. And we've discussed before, yes, fructose is in fruit. However, fruit being a whole and natural food, fructose is in very low quantities, while the nutritional benefits are far beyond any negative impact it may have. We also know sugar is highly addictive as it affects the dopamine receptors in the brain, causing the feel-good sensation or high we hear about from the all-too-famous sugar rush. And again, some simple solutions to resolving sugar intake for us as individuals might be drinking more water than any other drink, eating more protein or fibrous foods as they will help you feel fuller and longer, and exercising to avoid idle time. And that is today's show in a nutshell, a little of what to expect next week when we talk about quitting. And yes, it almost sounds a little too elementary since we already know it's a negative thing, but we're going to get more into why that is and perhaps give some outside perspective to hopefully give you, our listeners, a reason to stay on task. That and much more next week on T-Bomb. And, and uh, before before you finish up here, Joe, I want to say this. You, you, we had a show um, several weeks ago uh, where you talked about anxiety uh, and your, yeah. your bout with that. Sure. Uh this will not be an easy show for me uh, coming up because it's going to be me basically talking about my bout with quitting. Um, and the reason why it's not easy for me is because it basically is why I am geared as I am, why I'm wired the way I am today. Um, and so uh, I really hope that as many people as possible listen to the show because uh, a lot of people have this um, – they have this this view of me of being this person who accomplished so much at a younger age, and I'm just carrying that over now, trying to carry myself in such a way. And really, the reason why I am the way I'm now is because I'm never going back to what I used to do when I was younger, and that's quit. And uh, so uh, I, I'm really hoping a lot of people listen to the show because uh, it really, it really uh, is something that I need to get out and be transparent about with so many people from my athletes to their parents, to, to everybody, everybody who's willing to listen. All right. Yeah. And we're definitely looking forward to hearing it, but until then I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. That's Eastern standard time. Now on behalf of coach, Tony, and myself, thanks for listening. All right, be the best you, everybody. Take care. So, but uh, yeah, I, I literally, I, I, you understand where I'm coming from with the new kids on the block, right? You, I mean, I, you, you understand where I'm coming from. I People don't no, understand. I have no idea. People don't understand. I mean, read the lyrics. Read the lyrics to hang in tough. I just every time I heard the beginning, I just are we still on? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's still oh, oh, yeah, being the best, everybody.